It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Jerry Willis. I'm Steve Ducey. I'm Shannon Bream, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Monday, January 22nd, 2024. I'm John Saucier. It's been a cold winter so far this year. Some drivers of electric vehicles have found themselves out in that cold. Reports that some people's Teslas using more energy to keep the batteries charged in the cold actually have had to have them towed because there weren't any chargers available. People don't want to be tied down in that way. Uh, They're used to having a gas station on every corner, and, you know, they're not willing to give that up, it seems. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com. Gasoline, electric, hybrid, plenty of options these days when buying a new vehicle. And it seems like the choices car buyers are making are shifting just as fast as the technology that's coming out. Well, the reason we came to Celebrity Ford in Toms River, New Jersey, is the uh, folks that run that uh, have a reputation for being honest, and they were honest with us today. We're speaking today with Fox Business Network correspondent Jeff Flock, reporting from Toms River, New Jersey. Veronica Maioli, who is incidentally the youngest woman uh, Ford dealer in America, says, you know, honestly, the... EVs are just not selling the way we thought they would, and they're staying on the lots. And in some ways, she said, we're not surprised. People are just not ready to pull the trigger on that. The folks that were early adopters that were into electric vehicles, they've already got their vehicles. They actually kind of like them, but folks that just need a car that's going to go where they need it to go every day and are not early adopters, they are not pulling the trigger. Are a lot of people skeptical, those who might not be the early adopters, Jeff? We've seen reports this winter, especially when they had that big chill in the middle of the country where the Teslas weren't charging quick enough or weren't working. Do people see that and kind of be a little more hesitant about going fully electric? Yeah, I think that was part of it. And, you know, in fairness, we just did a, a, a trip from Chicago to New York in a Tesla just to see how it was. It was actually not bad, but Tesla says up front, Uh, just to be uh, fair to them, that things like weather do impact your range, cold weather or hot weather. If you're going up hills, that impacts your range. If you're a lead foot, that impacts your range. So all of that is going to, you know, contribute to less miles than you think. And then, of course, you've got to get chargers. Now, Tesla has superchargers, and they tend to operate fairly efficiently uh, if you stay on course. But if you go somewhere that you weren't intending to go or farther than you intended to go and miss a supercharger, uh, it's a whole other ballgame. And people don't want to be tied down in that way. Uh, They're used to having a gas station on every corner. And, you know, they're not willing to give that up, it seems. Yeah, well, the Biden administration is trying to essentially put a charger on every corner, investing billions of dollars in EV infrastructure, but it's not built quite yet. We're not quite there, Jeff. And I want to talk more about your trip from Chicago to New York in that Tesla. Did you get stranded at any point? Were you waiting for a charger for a long time at any point? Like, what was the low point of that trip? 
Uh, the low point, I guess, and you know, in fairness, Tesla does a great job. It will map out the chargers for you. If you say, I want to go from Chicago to New York, it will tell you every place you need to stop and charge. Uh, we charged six, I believe it was six times on that trip. The problem was, if you get off the course, we stopped overnight, and obviously it's a two-day trip from Chicago to New York in a car. Uh, we stopped overnight. We wanted to go out to dinner, and so we went out to dinner. Well, the, the, the restaurant was closed, so we had to drive a little farther to another restaurant and then back to the hotel, which did not have a Tesla supercharger. Uh, and when we woke up in the morning, we realized we thought we had about 30 miles left. Uh, we woke up in the morning, and overnight, it loses some charge because it's cold. So we woke up with about 12 miles left, and the charger, this nearest supercharger, was about 10 miles away. And we did make it, but I will say that was a bit of a white knuckle ride. We were not intending to run out of juice. That was not the that that was not the goal, but uh, we came close. Yeah, absolutely, and I agree with you. These Teslas, I've ridden in a number of them, driven them. Beautiful automobile. I'm a very tall guy, so what I like about it is the legroom, but also a smooth ride. You're right about how they do map out the chargers. So, not trying to say anything bad about the company or the vehicle itself, but just where we are with electric vehicles. Jeff, do you think that, say you weren't on the clock for Fox at that time, that you would choose to drive one of these electric vehicles for a long road trip like that? Or having done it second time around, do you think you'd go with the old school combustion engine? Um, as much as uh, I, like you, appreciate that vehicle, it was a fun ride. The technology in there is is great. It does take some getting used to. You need to read up on it. Don't, you know, don't go into it uh, blindly. Um, but having said that, um, I would still, at this point, if I was going to make a cross-country trip, and in fact, uh, a, a good friend of mine and I are planning a trip on Route 66 from Chicago to L.A. Cool. And I would not... I would not try that in a uh, yeah it's, it's kind of a bucket list thing but I would not try it in a in a uh, an electric vehicle. I think it would be interesting if I had nothing better to do I might take a chance on it but um you know life's short and <laughs> at this point I don't know particularly on Route 66 I'm not sure if there's a there's great charging infrastructure there that's kind of the mother road that everybody drove uh, a gas powered vehicle on so uh, I think I would go the old fashioned way. The power is on for today's podcast as Jeff Flock from the Fox Business Network joins us from a Ford dealership in New Jersey where hybrid vehicles are selling like hotcakes in this cold weather. Jeff was recently on assignment for Fox driving an electric car from Chicago to New York, showing what it's like taking this new technology for a longer road trip. Stay with us a little longer and we'll take you further down the road next. We're road tripping today with Jeff Flock from the Fox Business Network. He is at a Ford dealership in Toms River, New Jersey. All right, Jeff, we've discussed the combustion engine. We've also discussed fully electric vehicles. But there's a middle ground here. You reported that that dealership you were at, they saw EV sales have been down. Tell me about how hybrids have been selling and what maybe are some of the advantages over getting a hybrid versus a fully electric vehicle? Well, when you stop and look at it, there really are a lot of advantages to a hybrid. And keep in mind, hybrids are not new. I mean, they've been around for 25 years, uh, perhaps most famously the Toyota uh, Prius, uh, which was a big uh, seller among folks that were looking to go green before there was the, uh, you know, the availability of fully electric vehicles. Um, and so those sales began to fall off as people came in with with new EVs, the Nissan Leaf, uh, the, the Chevy Volt, 
Um, but then <laughs> along came the, the end of the early adopters, and now people who are not necessarily, uh, you know, that may be interested in being electric but are not ready to totally pull the trigger and say all electric, they are jumping into to the hybrid. We found uh, that in November, the latest uh, month for which data, uh, fairly good data is available, that EV sales were up, the market share was up by about 25%, but hybrid sales almost doubled in November, up 99%. And it looks like when the, the tail is done this year, for last year, I should say, 2023, that hybrids will be outselling EVs again. They were bigger sellers back uh, in the day. Now they're again uh, leaping ahead of EVs in terms of popularity. Um, it's sort of an interesting thing, but when you think about it, I mean, hybrids provide everything you need in terms of if you go short distances, you go on electric. Uh, they've got, though, the gas-powered engine, which in most hybrids, serves to charge the battery so that you are continuing to run on electric power, but you're running a gas engine to charge the battery, uh, still fairly efficient. You get better mileage. Uh, the cost of uh, hybrids tends to be cheaper than the EVs, even with the, uh, uh, the, the rebates that are still available from cities or uh, states as well as the government, the U.S. government. Um, it's kind of a can't miss. And I know people that would not buy an EV who are now saying, yeah, uh, I have a good friend who decided to go with a hybrid because, hey, if gas is, is very expensive, you run electric. And if, uh, if electricity winds up being expensive or you're stranded somewhere, you've got a gas engine. Uh, hard to argue with it. Do some of these hybrids qualify for the tax incentives, though, in the infrastructure law that President Biden was able to pass? Because I know a number of electric vehicles do. So is there kind of that when you're coming up with the equation of which car to buy? Yes, there are uh, rebates on some of the hybrids. Um, important to note that there are different kinds of hybrids. There are the plug-in hybrids, which you can charge yourself at home, and there are ones that don't need charging that are simply get charged by the regenerative braking and uh, the gas engine. Um, and uh, it depends on which kind of hybrid you get and where it was built. You know, there are continuing to be um, uh, thresholds that need to be met in order to get these rebates. They need to be American-made over time. A larger percentage of them be American-made. Uh, and so, you, you know, you have to read the fine print. But, yes, you can get a break on these as well, although the prices overall tend to be uh, less than uh, the EVs anyway. Jeff Locke for the Fox Business Network. You're always plugged in, and we appreciate your time and for being with us, as always, on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition podcast. Thanks, John. Good to be with you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.